1: Visit CareerBuilder.com.
2: Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and Ten podcast. 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news, first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and today I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Pilaras, and welcoming back a special guest to the podcast, Larry Kruger, host of The Krug Show. Larry, thanks for joining us again.
3: Hey, glad to be with you guys.
2: Well, let's get straight into it. Larry, what are your first impressions on this Ravens team heading into Monday Night
3: Football? Ravens definitely are a really good football team. And just from being in the locker room today and talking to some of the players, I mean, they're, they, you know, Fred Warner said this is the best team we're going to play all year. Um, And I I talked to John Feliciano and he was talking about how, you know, Michael Pierce and Justin Matabuke and, you know, these guys, their defensive front is huge. Uh, They've got, you know, a 360 pound nose guard, um and two of the best inside linebackers in Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen in the entire league. So, it's going to be a huge challenge for the 49ers to run the ball and then anytime you're defending Lamar, um you know, he he complicates things cuz he's probably the most dynamic tackle breaking running quarterback that the league has today.
2: Well, Thursday was the team's first day back in practice, and it's been a while since they've all shared the field since they clinched the division in Arizona. So, Lindsay, two things... One, how's the injury report looking for the 49ers? And on the other hand, what's the energy like out there as the team gets ready for their Christmas Day game?
1: Yeah, uh, Bree, it feels like it has been forever. The 49ers are on an adjusted schedule because that Christmas Day game is actually coming on Monday night. So the players had a couple days off, opened up the practice week on Thursday. Uh, Head coach Kyle Shanahan mentioned nine players uh, who were dealing with injuries on his Monday press conference call, and just two of them came back in full force uh, to practice with the team on Thursday, and that's offensive lineman Spencer Burford, who had been dealing with a knee injury, and cornerback Diamondor Lenore, who suffered a rib contusion in that Week 15 game. Uh, but the 49ers are still dealing with a number of injuries. Eric Armstead, Oren Burks, Ross Dwelly, Javon Hargrave, Juwan Jennings, Elijah Mitchell, all not practicing due to injury. And then we had Nick Bosa and Trent Williams taking a veteran rest day. Um, But you can just tell from energy in the locker room, out on the field, uh, they know what's at stake here. And obviously just with the AFC leader coming to town, this team is locked in and very much like they've said throughout the course of the season, one game at a time, it just so happens this next game is a against a very, very good team with an incredibly talented quarterback.
2: Yeah, now taking a closer look at the Week 16 matchup, the 49ers offense has been on a roll, and it seems like they've found a way to make or break records week in and week out. But they'll be up against the Ravens. They're the number one ranked defense in the NFL. They lead the league in many categories, including sacks and points per game allowed. So, Larry, how do you see Kyle Shanahan attacking that group on Monday night?
3: You know, it's the ultimate question because, you know, Kyle mentioned today that Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen are so good in zone pass coverage that it really helps out the cornerbacks. Um, and then Kyle Hamilton is a unique player. I mean, the former Notre Dame star is 6'4", 6'5". He can run. He's physical. He's got great feet, great length. He can really cover. So he's a, he's a unique playmaker that is one of the best at his position in the league. It's anybody's guess as far as how the 49ers will attack. But I think running to the edges on this defense is probably a better idea than running up the middle. And I think you're going to see Debo Samuel, who's now healthy, um, continually utilized as a big play guy. Um, Debo, when, you know, you guys were there in camp. He had a great camp. He was in phenomenal shape. But now um, he's the healthiest he's been in several weeks. And you're, I would expect he's going to be a significant player in this game.
2: Well, we got to hear from the head coach on Thursday afternoon, and he praised the 49ers offensive line for their recent performances. Lindsay, you shared in our last episode about John Feliciano's impressive PFF grade. What did Kyle Shanahan have to say about the O-line and how they've impacted the offense?
1: Yeah, you know, San Francisco's offensive line has really been hitting their stride. They just keep getting better and better each week. And head coach Kyle Shanahan fully recognizes that. He kind of talked about them in terms of just the bigger picture of the offense, that it all it all comes together when the O-line, the quarterback, and then your skill positions are working together. Um, that offensive line has done a tremendous job. No sacks allowed against the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. And like we said, John Feliciano has just been the swing offensive lineman that the 49ers hoped when they brought him in to replace Daniel Brunskill, who had been the previous swing offensive lineman that could kind of plug and play um, where at whatever position that you really needed him to. Also, health-wise, it's looking really good that Spencer Burford was a full participant in practice today. So you've got lots of options. You've got your swing offensive lineman open, and then you've got your starting right guard and left guard um back healthy. So it's shaping up to be a good week 16 for the O-line headed into that Monday night matchup.
2: All right. Well, the head coach was also pretty vocal about the defense's performance against the run last week against the Cardinals. Now San Francisco is set to face a Baltimore team that owns a huge rushing attack. Their offense really starts with the run, and you include Lamar Jackson in his dual threat abilities into the mix. Larry, what's going to be the key to success for the run defense, and how can they improve from last week?
3: You know, we got a nice little few minutes with Fred Warner today and, you know, he really feels like it's, it's really about attention to detail. It's about the proper run fits. It's about everybody being disciplined and being in their lane and not trying to do too much. Um, you know, there's going to be, you know, whether there's Hargrave or Armstead, whether it's Kinlaw, Givens and McGill, um, you know, they're going to have to do their job up front. But it's really, as far as the linebackers are concerned, it's it's attention to detail and just making sure that they're focused and that you know the, the Arizona run the the run D broke down against Arizona because they had a couple of plays where they had bad run run fits and they had they got gashed you know for big yardage um, and I think in this game the he you fe- I mean, Warner feels like if they can just be a little bit more disciplined in in what gaps they're in and a little bit more on point with their plan that um, that they're going to do just fine against the run.
2: And while we're talking defense, another area of focus for the 49ers has been the defensive line, as that group has been dealing with a number of injuries throughout a few weeks. Lindsay, how are the 49ers addressing depth at D-line and What's their possible game plan for the Ravens on Monday Night Football? Yeah,
1: you know, I think for the 49ers this week, it was about making the corresponding moves, especially when you are dealing with a number of injuries to that defensive line. You know, we've talked about it a lot. Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave have been the starting interior defensive linemen. They did not practice on Thursday. You have Cleveland Farrell, uh, who's been playing on the outside. He was limited with an ankle today. Um, and then you had a high ankle sprain to Kalia Davis. So the team's kind of just been dealing with the nicks and bruises, wear and tear of the season. Uh, they did make a roster move, signing uh, defensive lineman Taylor Stallworth to the team's practice squad. Uh, he spent some time with the Houston Texans, Carolina Panthers and Tennessee Titans. Um, but noticing that they are thin uh, at defensive line. They are bringing in reinforcements and yeah, it's going to be very important to just like Larry said, uh, Be very disciplined and try and play mistake-free football against a Ravens team with a very high octane rushing attack.
2: Yeah. Before we started recording this episode, Larry, you mentioned that you caught up with Taylor Stallworth before practice on Thursday. What did you learn about the team's newest defensive lineman?
3: Well, he's got. You know, he's from South Carolina. He's originally from Mobile, Alabama, but he played at South Carolina, so he knows Debo and he knows Kinlaw. And we talked a little bit about you know his relationships with them. You know, just from talking to to Kyle Shanahan today, I mean, he really liked. They had a group workout on Wednesday, and and Stallworth, who had worked out for two other teams prior, really wowed them in that workout. Um, you know, he he's a he's a six foot two, three hundred and ten pound defensive lineman who he's got a great personality. I mean, I think he's always been a guy that you know he's he's really respected by his teammates he's a good addition to the room he's an athletic guy with great feet and i think he should be able to help them mostly against the run inside so i you know even though they just signed him this week i think there's a chance that taylor stallworth could be activated as soon as as uh, this week against the ravens um especially and it's this is going to be interesting um is how do Shanahan and the defensive staff decide they want to play their hand of cards? Because they obviously need, you know, a healthy Armstead and Hargrave for the playoffs, but um, they also really want to get this win against the Ravens. Do they prioritize the playoffs and keep those guys out? Do they roll them out there this week, knowing that there's still a couple more weeks of rest? If, if they did get further injured, I think how they play their hand of cards at the defensive tackle position is going to be one of the subplots to Monday.
2: Yeah. Great insight, Larry. But before we wrap up today's podcast, it is Friday. And on our Friday episodes of first and 10, we like to share some bold predictions for the game. So Larry, do you have a bold prediction for Monday night? Um,
3: yeah, I, I I don't think this game is going to be quite as close as people are thinking. You know, the Ravens come into this game and they lost Keaton Mitchell. And Mitchell, even though he's a rookie out of East Carolina, he was a real dynamic runner. And I just don't think they have anybody left in their stable of running backs that is anything close. So I think they're going to be leaning on Lamar to run the football and, and pick up and to convert third downs. Um, and I just really believe the 49ers are going to be able to stop Lamar. I think his receiving course better than it was a few years ago, but it's still not as elite as some of the teams they faced. And I think the 49ers are going to make them one dimensional. I think their offense is going to put up 30 again even though it's a good defense i think the 49ers are going to win this game by a, by a large um you know a large margin i would i would see a 49er you know win by two touchdowns or more
2: all right we'll just have to see and lindsay any bold predictions for
1: this contest sure since we've ge- been giving the offensive line some love i'm going to you know make a position uh, bold prediction and say that they are not going to allow a sack Against the Ravens, which obviously lends itself well uh, to the 49ers offense and feeding right into Larry's bold prediction of 30 plus points. So let's make all that happen.
2: Okay, well, all eyes are set on Monday night. Faithful, be sure to tune in. The Christmas Day matchup is set to kick off at 5 15 p.m. Pacific time on ESPN. But that will do it for today. Thank you so much, Lindsay and Larry, for joining me in this episode. Don't forget to follow First in 10 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in.